listener. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I host this brief audio guide to Sydney. Today, we're talking about a new psychological thriller starring Teresa Palmer, Miranda Otto, Guy Pearce, and Claudia Carvin. It's called The Clearing, and it's loosely based on a real cult. Broadsheet's Lucy Bellbird will tell us more about it as she's already completely hooked. But first, we have an exciting announcement from Loon Croissantery. Loon's founder and Coco Black's chocolatier sat down with Broadsheet's Capture Vactyl to tell us about a special collaboration and exactly when and where you can taste those perfect pastries in Sydney. Broadsheet first wrote about Loon Croissantery coming to Sydney in 2020. In 2021, we wrote a follow-up story about how building delays had impacted the intended opening date. In 2022, we wrote that the store was no longer going to be opening in Chippendale. Instead, it was going to be going to Darlinghurst. And then finally, we were able to report last year that Loon was opening on Oxford Street. It was really exciting. Sydney ciders have been waiting for Loon, Kate Reed's Croissantry, to come to the city for so long. It's now not going to be opening until next year, but that's okay because Sydney ciders are going to be able to get a taste of these super famous croissants in a three-day pop-up in collaboration with chocolate maker Coco Black from Friday, July 7. They'll be selling a limited edition flavour that's also going to be available at Loon stores across Melbourne. And we've got Loon founder Kate Reid in the Melbourne studio with us. We've got Coco Black's chocolatier, Remco Brigu in Sydney, and they're going to whet our appetites. Welcome, Kate and Remco. Thank you. So this pop-up is going to be offering a limited edition flavour of croissant that we haven't seen before, the Belgian truffle. Can you describe this thing for us? Well, the Belgian truffle, it's its a very typical Belgian chocolate. Like when I was at school, it's something one of the first things we learned to make. And it is one of our biggest sales at Coco Black. So basically, what is a Belgian truffle? It's decadence. You know, it's a really decadent, rich, creamy chocolate that is covered uh, in, in more chocolate and then covered either in cocoa powder or in chocolate shavings. Um, but yeah, very rich, decadent, delicious truffle. I just got in line first. <laughs> oh my God. Based on that description from Remco, I think we can all agree that croissant pastry and dark chocolate are a match made in heaven. They form one of the world's most beloved pastries, the pan au chocolat. So mm-hmm. a natural pairing. They go so beautifully with each other. When Remco came to us and said, we want to celebrate World Chocolate Day with you guys again, um, we'd really love to use the Belgian chocolate truffle as the inspiration chocolate for the pastry. It was an absolute no-brainer that we wanted to do this with them again. Especially Uh, if you described it like that. Yeah, well, had me at decadence, really. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, the challenge for us is whenever we're creating a new Loon croissant, it needs to hero the croissant pastry as well. And obviously the, the Belgian chocolate truffle is incredibly decadent and rich. So the challenge for us and the amazing chefs at Loon was to balance that flavour profile with our croissant pastry and done in collaboration with Remco and the team at Coco Black, just figuring out how to really hero both the chocolate and the pastry. Is it different to a typical pan au chocolat that you might make? Oh my God, it's not a pan au chocolat. So (laughs) I think Loon is pretty famous for, I'd, I'd say being one of the first bakeries in the world to really play around with inventiveness of the twice baked croissant. And just like the Belgian chocolate truffle, our twice-baked croissants are probably the most decadent of the lineup of pastries that we make. And it was a natural choice for us to create a twice-baked croissant inspired by the Belgian chocolate truffle. So 
I mean, there are multiple ways in which we incorporate dark chocolate into the pastry. Um, first of all, it's filled with a dark chocolate frangipan and it's got what I would describe as a soft centre. It's not liquid or fondant, but it's definitely softer than a fully baked frangipan. Then topped with this beautiful whipped Chantilly mascarpone. Um, and then it's topped with some chocolate cookie crumb, which has a hint of sea salt in it, just to make it taste more chocolatey. But really the piste de resistance is the actual cocoa black Belgian chocolate truffle pieces on top of the pastry. Um, it's so stunningly balanced. It sounds like it's going to be too rich, but somehow the magicians um, at Loon and Coco Black have made sure that it all balances out so beautifully. And I could happily smash one on my own. I might have smashed one or two on my own already. I don't think it sounds too rich. So yeah. you guys have worked together before. This is the second time. Uh, the first collaboration you did, what kind of flavour was that? So that was actually inspired by my personal favourite Cocoa Black chocolate, which is the pistachio praline. That's that's the right name for it, isn't it, Remco? Yeah, it's a pistachio marzipan that we cover in dark chocolate as well. So, And like we actually got to use Cocoa Black's pistachio marzipan and put some of it through the centre of a twice-baked mm. as well. But there's actually a pretty great story. The first time, I think it was 2018 that you approached us to... Yeah, it was five years. Yeah, 2018. crazy how five years has gone. <laughs> but um, we totally underestimated, I think, the power of the collaboration. And I'm pretty sure that the croissants were sold out across Melbourne stores of Coco Black within 15 minutes of opening. And then there was an uproar. Yeah. So because so many people didn't get to try it, we actually repeated the same pastry the following year for World Chocolate Day and just did it in slightly more more manageable quantities for the demand. Yeah. So this is exciting that we're now bringing a whole new pastry to celebrate World Chocolate Day this year. And I'm sure you've taken into account the potential demand, but a reminder that you will be able to get them in Sydney, which is so exciting. I think the Sydney siders were particularly devastated when they'd heard prior that they were getting a store and then Brisbane opened first, but that's okay. Forget the state of origin. It's all about the the loon competition. (laughs) So Remco, where can Sydney siders get these croissants? So we can get them at uh, at our store. So we've got uh, in the Strand Arcade, we've got uh, our store in Westfield, just across the street from Pitt Street Mall, DJs in Bondi, because we're opening next week, we're opening a new DJ concession store in Bondi Junction. So that's going to be super exciting as well. And then, of course, the Loon pop-up at QVB. Any place that Coco Black has a store or concession and any yep. Loon store, you can yep. find these Belgian truffle croissants. And I think you can do the maths. Remco just listed quite a number of stores and we're not just having like 10 pastries per store. The production for this is enormous. We're actually sending several chefs from both our Melbourne and Brisbane stores, plus some of our front of house staff from both locations to Sydney. They'll all be made in Sydney, fresh on the days and a pretty large number of them. So we're going to try and meet the demand. But I would still say to people, like, you know, make sure you get in early because they will probably still fly out. Well, from experience, a lot at Loon doesn't last for very long anyway. So, yeah, I would recommend getting down there in time for the store opening or potentially before. Yeah, set your alarms, people. And we are going to be popping a story on the Broadsheet website as well. So you'll also be able to find out in writing exactly where you can get these croissants and also the times you can turn up to get them. Now, I can't let Kate leave without an update on where the Sydney store is at. Do you want to tell us about 
any developments? I mean, it's the longest story in the world with many twists and turns, but this time next year, Sydney will have two loons. Okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously there have been delays with our main production store in Darlinghurst. Apart from the standard developer delays, it's particularly been related to the heritage approval of our design and the building and just really ticking off all the boxes with council. I think Loon has a bit of a history. I mean, if you look at our Fitzroy store, combining that beautiful old and the new. So Fitzroy has the exposed brick walls and vaulted ceilings and exposed beams. And we happen to find a very Sydney-specific heritage site. But along with that comes a lot of intricacy and paperwork in making sure that the heritage aspects of the building are restored correctly and respected, Mm. but um, it's a beautiful design. So that'll be opening first half of 2024. But similar to in Melbourne and Brisbane, we have our satellite stores in the CBD. Mm. We had already assigned a lease on a Sydney CBD satellite store, which was due to open six to seven months after the main production site. But because of the delays with the developer, it looks like the stores will be opening at similar times. So I can't believe there's going to be a CBD oh, loan store in Sydney. It's epic Where, as well. Can you mention the location exactly? In the Martin Place precinct. Yeah, it's it's beautiful and it's wonderfully located and it'll be unique in its own way, but very loon and yeah, super excited. That's a, if you were going to choose one spot in the city, I mean, it makes perfect sense that Loon, which is certainly our most internationally renowned croissanterie and one of the best in Australia. If you haven't had one of these croissants, by the way, you need to get there as soon as possible. But a Martin Place store, that's also just great for Sydney. Well, I'm excited about this. I'm sure our listeners are going to be extra excited. In the meantime, you can get a taste of Loon in Sydney through Coco Black and Loon. So again, I mentioned set your alarms because these things will not last long. Thanks so much, Kate and Rimco. Thank you. My pleasure. The Clearing is a brand new TV show, a psychological thriller, and it stars Teresa Palmer, Miranda Otto, Guy Pearce, and a bunch of other really talented Aussies. Broadsheet's Lucy Bellbird has seen the first few episodes and you've said you're completely hooked. I'm so hooked. I... Got to watch them a little bit in advance and I got to the end and I was genuinely annoyed that there were no more episodes left for me to watch and I had to wait. Now this one is based on a real life cult or it's loosely based on a cult from Melbourne. Can you explain a little bit about the background and also what this particular show is about? So it's based on a cult that was around in the 70s and a bit before and after in Melbourne called The Family, which had a lot of kids that they shouldn't have had their hands on, really. I also think it's an interesting call from Disney in terms of it's their first scripted Australian series for streaming. And you would think it would be something happily ever after or princessy or animated or even something, something uplifting and light. But no, it's this dark, gritty tale based in real life about drug use and LSD and coercion and coercive control and cults. And they've done it in a really interesting way with a really gorgeous cast and crew. So Teresa Palmer plays Freya, but she plays Freya, who is a kid who's got all this trauma, basically, from growing up as part of the cult. And now she's a mum 
and she's trying to protect her son. You interviewed her as part of your story for Broadsheet. What did she say about approaching the role and her younger counterpart basically approaching the same role without really working together? It was interesting um, because, yep, they said they hadn't worked together or discussed how they were going to approach the character. But when the show came out, the feedback was that they had just the same essence and the same energy, which I think is a testament to both of them. You see them mirror each other without copying each other, which is very interesting. Palmer also said there were loads of twists and turns as part of the series. As you mentioned, you don't even know that they are the same person until the end of the first episode. I'd love to know more about Miranda Otto's character because Miranda Otto plays the cult leader, essentially. She has such great cult leader energy. I think if I was going to join a cult, Miranda Otto is the sort of person you'd need to lure me in. (laughs) She's so powerful in every scene that she approaches, yet so detached. The more you watch, the more you realize that you just do not have a handle on her or really an understanding about what her true motivations might be. She's referred to as Maitreya and she's sort of mother figure in the cult. Now it's so much talent on screen, but you also mentioned that there's quite a lot of Australian talent involved behind the scenes. Can you let us know about who's involved? Yes. Well, it's quite a family affair for the Ottos. Gracie Otto is one of the directors and the showrunner is Elise McCready, who co-wrote ABC's series Stateless, which was another really hard-hitting, quite psychological drama, and also wrote Ride Like a Girl, which was the Michelle Payne biopic, which also starred Teresa Palmer. She created the show alongside Matt Cameron and Osama Sami, who did Jack Irish and Ali's Wedding between them. And what is it that got you particularly excited about this series? It's got all the gritty details that you want from sort of a true crime series. But at the same time, it's such a well-crafted narrative. I keep going back every single week. Their episodes released weekly, which requires some patience. Um, But you really want to see the fallout and they're pacing that out really beautifully. They're not giving away too much in each episode and I think they're doing a great job. The Clearing is on Disney Plus and new episodes are released every Wednesday. Yes. All right, you've got me hooked. Thanks, Lucy. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.